0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Great to have you here. I want to tell you in this podcast a story. I want to tell you about a man whom I have come to admire, whom I think has a great deal to offer by his example to our generation, and particularly to religious people in America. And I want to tell you that when I first met this man, it wasn't pleasant. (laughs) But I have come to admire him and love him, and we have become friends. So let me tell you his story uh, for just a little bit. The man I'm talking about is a man named Dr. Joel Hunter. You may have heard me mention him before on this podcast. He is the pastor of Northland Church in Florida in a town called Longwood. Uh, It's a wonderful church. It eventually became 20,000 people. Uh, The way you probably know of Joel Hunter, unless you attend that church or live in that area, is that he was a spiritual advisor to Barack Obama. Now, I imagine that makes a few of you listening to this podcast sort of wince, Um, but Joel Hunter is an evangelical. He is largely a conservative theologically, largely a conservative politically. Um, But when he was asked to be on Barack Obama's group of spiritual advisors, he said yes, He knew he didn't agree with the president. He knew he didn't align with his theology or his politics. But how, if you are committed to ministry, how, if you're committed to Jesus Christ, how, if you're committed to your faith, do you turn down an opportunity to be of influence upon the president of the United States? So Joel Hunter, this prominent pastor, uh, this prominent leader, this man who had grown a church, which by that time was maybe 17,000, 18,000 in strength, which makes it, by the way, one of the premier churches in the country just by virtue of its size, um, was asked to do this, and he did it. He took Serious heat for taking that role. People left his church. People criticized him. You need to know, by the way, that Joel Hunter is a man of his convictions. He had been asked to be president of the Christian coalition years before and eventually turned it down because he found that the way the Christian coalition dialogued with its enemies, uh, the positions it took, the heat uh, that it exhibited was was not in keeping with his values. So he turned down that opportunity, Uh, even though the Christian coalition pretty much aligned with his values. It was their manner. He just didn't think it was going to be the best role for him. He didn't think their approach, by the way, was the best way to engage culture. So he was a spiritual advisor to President Barack Obama. He pastored his church at Northland. And uh, we met, by the way, when we fought on CNN. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had written my book, The Faith of Barack Obama. Uh, he was a spiritual advisor to Barack Obama. And, and I need to say that while I was, uh, I think, objective and kind to, to Barack Obama in my book, I d- it was not a book in which I was trying to attack him any more than I was trying to attack George W. Bush in my book, The Faith of George W. Bush. Um, the reality is that I did think and did believe that Barack Obama was suspicious of evangelicals, um, that he he did not uh, see them in positive terms, uh, that he did not really like most evangelicals. I think he saw most evangelicals who were active politically as sort of you know champions of the religious right. And I said so in an interview on CNN. Actually, it wasn't an interview, it was a debate. Uh, Joel Hunter and I both appeared on CNN, and uh, I was asked what I thought Barack Obama thought of evangelicals, and I said, I don't think he's, he's very kind to evangelicals. I don't think he thinks very much of them. You need to know this was at a time when uh, the Justice Department it was putting pressure on, uh, you know, the Green family of Hobby Lobby fame uh, for their refusal to use abortifacients and their uh, to uh, pay for abortifacients in their employee insurance policies. Um, nuns were being sued over abortion. A small order of nuns was being sued. Um, it, it was. It was. Pretty, pretty, a pretty bad time. A strident LGBT agenda was being pursued by the Obama White House. It just went on and on. And evangelicals were not coming out very well. In fact, you know, if you know, if you've read what I've written and you know what I've said about all of this, this is part of the reason there was this pendulum swing towards Donald Trump. That the Obama administration had pushed things so hard uh, to the political left and to the theological and Christian left uh, that there was a reaction with Donald Trump. We can talk about all that later. What you need to know is. Is that I met Joel Hunter while he, when we were on this show. We basically beat each other up. He told me what I was saying was not true and that Barack Obama was open to evangelicals and open to their influence. And I was saying, yeah, there are some people like Dr. Joel, Joel Hunter, whom I respect, uh, who are speaking into Barack Obama's life, but I didn't think Barack Obama was very evangelical friendly. Uh, I thought he was uh, opposing what he thought was the religious right, which is basically evangelicalism. And so we had it out on the air. Now, later, Dr. Hunter and I met, I interviewed him for some writing I was doing. Uh, We spoke at some some of the same events. We had dinner together, uh, and we have become friends. Also, by the way, I had the privilege of writing about uh, some tragedies in his family's life, which he graciously granted interviews for, and it was was a great privilege of my life to be able to tell these stories movingly, Um, and those articles, of course, are available online. The reason that I'm telling you Dr. Hunter's story is that he's made a move recently which inspires me, and I want to make sure that you know it. Uh, Dr. Hunter, after the shootings in Florida, you remember there was a gay bar shot up uh, by a shooter. People were killed. You remember the horrible uh, audio recordings of people locked in bathrooms, locked in bathrooms uh, on back rooms, I'm sorry, by while somebody was shooting uh, this gay bar in Florida. Dr. Hunter now could have done what some others did in evangelicalism and say, well, serves them right, they're gay. Instead, he expressed public remorse that he had not opened a dialogue with the gay community in his area uh, before the shooting. And after the shooting, he hosted a forum in which he invited gay leaders, LGBT leaders, to come to his church and be involved in a forum. He didn't have them preach. They knew he disagreed with them, but he had an open discussion, an open dialogue, and expressed love and care for the gay community in his region. Now, again, this is one of the most prominent evangelical leaders in the country. Well, I don't want to go too deeply into the story. I don't even know the whole story, but this ended up producing a parting of the ways between Joel Hunter and Northland, which he had grown since the 1980s from 200 people to almost 20,000. That's, that is a massive church, by the way. Most of the churches you see when you drive down the road, you know, the average church in America is smaller than 100. Um, so to have a 20,000 people means you have really grown something and, and done something significant. And it's that particular church was having a massive impact on Florida and the nation, but a a parting of the ways came. So what did Joel Hunter do? Now you got to realize he's in his seventies. Um, he's grandfather many times over. Uh, he's had a very, very successful career. You know easily retire, play golf in Florida, go to the beach that's what that's what many people would do. Do you know what he did he's always had a heart for homelessness he's always been concerned by about the homeless and so what he did was he stepped out of uh, his church and began to work with the homeless. He began to build a coalition of ministries caring for homeless uh, for the homeless. Uh, he's upping that game. He's providing leadership in Florida. He's walking the streets. He's in shelters on a regular basis. He's in halfway houses. He's in situations where he's uh, involved with the home. I want you to bear in mind now: this is this is a a man who's had a very successful career, very prominent, welcomed in the White House during an eight-year administration, very well known, so prominent, so articulate, so gifted. He was asked to head the Christian Coalition. I mean, this is this is a leading clergyman in our country and what does he do does he retire does he step out does he nurse bitterness does he just you know be sit in the backyard of the church and pull against the direction of the senior leadership team which i've seen happen many times no instead he devotes himself to the cause of homelessness this man in his 70s i gotta tell you that i admire joel hunter even though we met in an argument on the air on international television i admire him I admire the fact that though he was a conservative, he wanted to minister to those in the Obama administration. Though he disagreed with them, he wanted to imprint Jesus on their lives. I admire him because he responded to the shooting of that gay bar in Florida just the way uh, people who follow Jesus should, but not by compromising their core values about what they believe about homosexuality, but by reaching out to the individuals and the hurting souls and the bleeding community. And when he was, he, I, I, he, I do not know enough of the story to even put a word on it, but when he left, let's say it that's way, that way, when he left Northland, he gave himself to the homeless. He gave himself to the poor. He gave himself to the needy. We'll link an article regarding Joel Hunter and that describes the situation and a little bit of a video clip um, with the notes for this podcast. But I want to make sure that you're aware of this, man. And if you're a religious person, if you're a Christian in particular, I want to make sure that you're aware of people like this. He took a lot of heat for becoming a spiritual advisor to Barack Obama, even though he was a solid evangelical pastor of a gigantic church, had grown things well, had been led an exemplary life, but to, to risk that kind of opposition in order to do the ministry he was called to, and then in his latter years to give himself to the cause of homelessness— and to be on the streets in his 70s, and to be and to be reaching out to hurting humanity, and not just retiring and playing golf and living the Florida retired life. I'm telling you what, I admire this man. I want us to help this man. I hope you'll give money to the organizations you see listed in the articles we're going to provide. And I'll tell you what, this is an exemplary man and a man that we need to keep in our minds. Not I know that many people today in America are upset with some of the evangelical leaders in this country. I can, Understand that, even though many of them are my friends, some of them have just become too full throated of spokesmen for this administration rather than maybe showing some, some wisdom, some temperance, uh, some prophetic distance. Um, I, you know, it's a tough thing to walk out at this point, but I admire Joel Hunter. And I want to say to those Christians out there who listen to this podcast, I know I have many listeners who are not Christians, and you're certainly welcome. But right now, I want to just hammer people who are Christians like me and say, we've got to care for the hurting and the needy of society. We've got to reach and deal with the social needs of this society, not just so that we can be heard, but because that's what our Lord would call us to do. And Joel Hunter is leading the way.